Welcome to Elan Restoration Fellowship, where Jesus is King, Hamelech, Lord, Hashem, and Messiah, Mashiach. And now, Pastor and Rabbi, Billy Elias. Hello, everyone. I hope everybody is doing well on this day. Um, Today, we are doing day seven. Today, today, today. Right. I know. Lots of days. Sorry. Day seven, Yom Shavi, in bearing the burden. Now, um, this is going to be a little bit interesting today because, uh, again, um, you've noticed by now that a lot of the Hebrew interpretation of the English or the English interpretation of the Hebrew may be particularly close, but there are certain things that are missing that really bring scripture to life and of course we're we're um believe it or not today we've moved on to galatians 6 verse number three now in english it reads for if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing he deceives himself um so there's a phrase not the phrase but there's a part of this sentence for he deceives himself that i would like to go over in hebrew um and in hebrew it would be et nafshu mename Okay, so when we translate that into English, um, obviously, as I said earlier, it says he deceives himself. But when we look at verse 3 in Hebrew, it reads a little bit different. And the biggest part is towards the end. So it reads, for if a man considers himself to have, but does not have, he cheats his soul and that's what i want to talk about today how you can cheat your soul it says you deceive deceive yourself but how you cheat your soul and that's the phrase et nafshu hu merame so when we look at the word cheat in hebrew um we find that the word means to be crooked or to be bent okay um now you know of course Many would consider this a, a kind of a metaphor for doing wrong. Um, and yes, we, we should, and we, we should take this word literally as meaning bent or crooked, because if something is bent or crooked, what has to happen? It needs to be fixed, right? Um, it needs to be replaced um, and sometimes, or restored. And like I said, and sometimes it, it, it has to be re- com- replaced completely. Um, so when we talk about this word for cheating or cheat, um, there's a lot that goes on here when we're talking about deceiving yourself, because it, when we think we're something, when we're not, I mean, yes, arrogance and pride definitely gets in the way. Um, and it can have a ramification um, on the soul. It can have a ramification, obviously, on your personality, on how people perceive you, um, and even how you perceive yourself. But I think the thing that we have to understand here is using the word in Hebrew, nafshu, is uh, the Hebrew word for soul. Um, This is a soul offense, right? This is an offense against your soul. So when we look at this and we read it, you know, 
if you think that you're something, but you're not. So if you consider yourself to have, but does not, you cheat your soul. Um, now, when we, we take a look at this, um, we I want to look a, a little bit at... Um, Let's just take a look at at um, Joshua chapter twenty three verse eleven through thirteen because in this I think we find a very good description about our soul and the importance um, and if we've talked so much about not only guarding the soul but here would be the importance of how you can cheat your soul and and it's something that you don't normally hear in Christendom certainly not in the pulpit but the use of this word nashu which is the word for soul is very prominent. Um, uh, in um, Hebrew. In fact, I, I heard an entire midrash live from Israel by by the Rabbi um, Laser Brody. He was a former a former colonel in the Israeli Air Defense, um, and he taught this entire an entire um, series on the soul in and of itself and the importance of the soul in Hebrew living. So when we look at Joshua 23, 11 to 13, we, we see that it says, now vigilantly guard your souls. Love God, your God, because if you wander off and start taking up with these remaining nations still among you, um, intermarry, say, and have other dealings with them, know for certain that God, your God, will not get rid of these nations for you There'll be nothing but trouble for you. So why, what is the importance of guarding the soul as a, and, and why do we, we want to guard ourselves against cheating our soul, okay? So the whole idea here is about falling asleep, right? Because we're supposed to be guarding against temptations both from within and without, right? Um... So one of the things that we have to understand is that our soul is most certainly susceptible to chaos. Um, and what happens is when you believe and you come to a point where you believe that you have, let's say, status or stature, um, that you have wisdom, um, that you have the, the, the ability to overcome in your own way and in your own flesh, when you start, to, I, I used to tell um, the, the teams that I would coach when I coached in college, especially, I, I would tell them, hey, don't believe your own press. Because the second you start believing that you've arrived is the second that you, you begin a slow, um, di, you know, you, a slow descent into back to mediocrity or, you know, into uh, destruction. And I think that's what we're trying, you know, that's what, what Paul is trying to get across here is that if you start to begin to believe you got it all together or that you're something, or maybe they put a title on you, or maybe you just desire to be in charge and no matter what, you're going to make that happen. Right? So it's like in the movie, uh, Top Gun all those years ago, your ego is writing checks, your body can't cash. And I think that is a very good indicator of what happens when we begin to cheat our soul, okay? Because basically what we start to do is allow our soul to be contaminated, right? And we know that it's very important to guard it because we know later Paul says, you shall guard your hearts and your minds 
in Christ Jesus. And we've we've spoken throughout the first six days about, and it's come up several times about guarding yourself against sin, against temptations, guarding yourself against the sins of other people that you want to be ministering to. See, and Paul puts this out because a lot of times if we do and we have overcome, we can be very susceptible to arrogance and pride and the flesh can rise up and say, that's right, I did it, so I'm better than you. And when we start to have that I'm better than you um, mindset, that's when we start to see treatment of other people of those who we minister to start to decline. So when we begin to revel in our own importance um, and then pride and ego and arrogance take hold, that's when things start to go bad. And that's what leads us into temptation. Um, and it, it is a very destructive thing to cheat your soul. It's very destructive. Because what starts to happen is your soul is now broken. It's bent. It's crooked. And it has to be hammered back. And so when we, we look at the example of the potter's wheel, um, what basically has to happen is, you know, you have to be taken back to formula. I know I'm quoting a lot of uh, movies today. That was from the very first Spider-Man with, uh, um, yeah, with the, with the Green Goblin. So um, we got to be taken back to formula. But the question that needs asking, of course, now today is have you checked in on your soul lately? When you enter into prayer, are you guarding yourself and allowing the Spirit of God to speak to you? And through you, do you give him the praise for the goodness bestowed upon you? And perhaps the title or the place that you might have in the church, do you give him glory and praise for the gifts that he's given you and allowed you to reach that point where you could fulfill your purpose while guarding your soul? Because the one thing that we know is Satan desires to do, even though he can't take it once someone is saved and the Messiah is living within you, he can't take your soul, but he's going to do everything he can to destroy it. And if you've ever looked into the eyes of a person with a broken soul, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So I just wanted to end today and, and, and you know, again, thank you for listening. Um... This has been a, a this has been a difficult series, hasn't it? Um, it's one of self examination, and even you know, with 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 writing these, it, it it puts things into perspective that we we normally wouldn't think about. So um, I'm just gonna finish up a prayer, and um, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face towards you and give you shalom peace. So we pray this in the name of Jesus, our glorious Messiah. Amen. You've been listening to Pastor Billy Elias. 
Pastor Billy is the founder and pastor of Elon Restoration Fellowship in Toms River, New Jersey. Join us again as Pastor Billy bridges the gap between the Old and New Covenants. And as always, may the Lord bless you with peace. Round you like a